This is an irreverent podcast. Check out irreverent.fm for shows from all our friends. This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 and two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and My Lotto Rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, I'm Blake Chastain, and this is Powers and Principalities. This show focuses on the systems and institutions that prop up white evangelical power and influence in American politics. By the time you listen to this, the U.S. election will be just one day away. States across the country have reported record levels of early voting, including Texas, which has a real chance of turning blue this year. At the same time, reports are beginning to surface of voter intimidation by Trump supporters. Notably, in Texas, Biden was forced to cancel a campaign event after Trump supporters surrounded the campaign bus and appeared to try and force it off the road. Trump responded with his usual lack of presidential program that we've seen since the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville in 2017, through to the stand back and stand by comments of the first presidential debate. And instead of decrying this action, endorsed it via a tweet that said in caps lock, I love Texas. There's a lot on the line in this election, not just for progressive causes, but for the most basic tenets of democracy. Through the interviews in this season, I hope you've been able to learn a bit about how white evangelical leaders and lay people have supported these efforts, not just during the Trump administration, but for decades. Catherine Stewart's diligent reporting revealed the various strategies and tactics of Christian nationalists, including recasting history itself, using big data to mine voter information, well-heeled lobbying techniques, and expansive strategies in state legislatures. Sarah Posner's book, Unholy, delineates the intellectual history of conservatism in America, revealing how the new right, the religious right, and the alt-right are connected 
and how their goals are explicitly anti-democratic and un-American. On the cultural side, Kristen Cobus Dumay's study of evangelical masculinity shows how it contributes to and reifies the patriarchal and misogynist goals of Christian nationalism. Julia Ingersoll provided background on the role of Christian Reconstruction's aims in American life and governance, and Diana Butler Bass helped me look back and understand how trauma relates to a culture of grievance amongst fundamentalists. Sociologists Robert Jones, Sam Perry, and Andrew Whitehead help reveal the deeply rooted issues within white American Christianity. Robert Jones's personal and sociological look at the explicit and implicit white supremacy in white American Christianity is damning. And Perry and Whitehead's examination of attitudes related to white evangelicalism reveal an unsettling comfort with Christian nationalism, while also providing a helpful framework to know how people relate to this cause. Anthea Butler spoke powerfully about the inherent racism in white evangelical Christianity. Bradley Onishi helped me answer your questions on the air. And Jack Jenkins helped me discuss the religious left and how it differs from the religious right. These concerns do not end on November 3rd. Even if Trump loses, it will not absolve white evangelicals and Christian nationalists of their actions before, during, or after the Trump administration. White evangelical institutions and leaders will try to obfuscate their recent sins and distance themselves publicly without doing the requisite work of repenting and reflecting on how their actions have harmed others. This is not their strong suit, as they have continuously isolated themselves and forced out would-be reformers for decades. But we must demand it all the same. If you have not voted early, please do all you can to vote tomorrow. The show will return for one final episode soon to try and summarize what has happened in this election season and the past four years of the Trump administration. Then work will begin on a new season. You can connect with me on Twitter at brchastain and via email at contact at exvangelicalpodcast.com. This episode was produced by Jake Lewis. Thank you, Jake. Everyone stay safe and be well and take care of yourself over the coming days. Thank you.